Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Holdem. And today we're going to be talking about yeah. a few games we've been playing lately. We're going to be reviewing Dice Realms and doing a showdown pew, 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 between uh -oh. Rococo uh -oh. and Predaporte. So thanks for joining us for episode 104. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean. Wow, I did not plan anything this time, Dean. Where did you go on vacation? Florida. But where did you go to Hogwarts? Did I you go to Universal? I did. Okay, I thought that, and not I was the actual Hogwarts. Yeah, no, you went to Hogwarts, the actual <laughs> one. I was, I was like, oh, ready to just go for it, and then I could just picture you looking at me like, "What are you talking about? I did not go there." And, you know, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. Who did you say I was? I didn't because I, I froze oh, up. Oh, that's what you That's saying. where I, I was going to go. I got you. I was okay. going to say he has his wizarding hat on and his wizarding uh, staff. Stick? <laughs> Stick. Oh, my goodness. Poker. I don't know. You are very uncultured. <laughs> what is it called? Wand. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> How do I play board games and I can't even think of the name Wand? Give me your board game card. Let's see. Yeah, I know. Hand it What's over. the deal? Yeah. So, did you have fun at Universal? Yeah, we did. We we had a great time. We were hot. It's hot in Florida. Imagine that. Yeah. It's hot here though. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it was fun. It was um, lots of lots of uh, waiting in line and riding rides and and uh, that was fun. And we surprised our kids with uh, a couple days at Disney too, which was a lot of fun. Met my sister over there. She lives down there part of the year. So. She came and hung out with us. You guys are bougie, man. You go to Disney all the time. You're like, man, I, I don't even care. You would think that. So I did go last year and this year. <laughs> I love looking at your face. But I don't go as much as other people that I know. Like right now, who knows? Things might change. I think I said this last year. We we almost definitely will not go next year. Really? Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll hold off, I think. Well, I went to Gulf Shores, as I do, once mm -hmm. a year. And it was phenomenal without the kids my kids like and i know we've talked about this on the podcast i believe but they just complain a lot because mostly the condo that we stay in doesn't have internet and they don't love the beach unless they have friends with them because we went with friends uh in the fall and they just had the greatest time of their life apparently they don't like each other very much they have i think it's because my kids have almost no imagination we talked about this yesterday, Dean. We did. Like, if they if they have a kid that has imagination, they get into it. Like, I'm constantly coming up with games and stuff, and they're like, oh, Dad, that's awesome. Let's play that. And I'm like, why can't you come up with something yourself? Yeah, kids. I know. Kids these days. So, okay, when you go, just the two of you, what, oh, do, yeah. what do you do? You're just laying on the beach the whole time? So, it was hot, as you said. Yeah. I mean, and it was humid as heck. I mean, it was just so humid out there. And so, we would... Go to the beach for maybe a couple hours, come back, play a board game, you know, I got you. something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did whatever we wanted. It was a, it felt like one of the longest vacations I've been on. And it was only like six days or something like that because we just kind of chilled. We, one of the, my favorite things is we got a, we got, we did a little private cruise oh. and it wasn't that expensive, which is another favorite thing of mine. <laughs> 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 we got a charcuterie board. I mean, it was, it was that's nice. I felt like I was uh, high class, it's which I usually don't like that feeling. 
that's it's a different way. I don't have of, it very often of vacationing between the two of us, right? Like yes, being on the go and then not being on the go. My problem is, I have a hard time just doing that, like just sitting in in. So like at the end of yours, which is better at the end of yours, you feel, Hey, I felt refreshed. we've been here for years. And for me, I'm like, we've been what here happened? for an hour because yes. it's just this whirlwind of action going on. Well, Justin also, he's my buddy that went with, so we went with my wife and I and another couple, which I'm glad because I love my wife, but she likes, she loves that beach and she sits out there a lot. And I like to have someone that I can talk to. He rented a slingshot. You ever rode one of those? You know what I'm talking about? The three wheel oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It was really cool. Pretty cool. Didn't love the way it shifted. Do you fit four people in that? Two people? Just two. Okay. But the problem was it was so hot. Like if you wanted to go during the day, you would be sweating everywhere. Mm. So anyways, there you go. That's an update. How many uh, How many Salt Life stickers did you get when you were oh, down there? Zero. <laughs> I, I, that, it drives me crazy. Just because you go down once a year to the beach, you're, you have a Salt Life. I don't think so. A Salt Life. Now that's a different sticker. Oh the, yeah, the, uh, oh, all wow. about the the assault life. Oh, it, that's what I heard out of there's, your mouth. Hey, there's some places in Murfreesboro that'd probably be the case. Oh, that's that's probably that's probably very unfortunate. True. Yeah, Too unfortunately, true. yeah. But yeah, um, no, I I don't I, I what do you think? How f- much time do you need to spend at the beach to be allowed to have a salt life yeah, a sticker? I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think in Meeple Town? Why don't you why don't you go on the guild? Or tweet at us or something. Let us know what you believe. If so, if you don't know, Salt Life is this like brand, right? And, but it's kind of. I mean, the brand is I live on the beach, right? Like I, I live, or I would, for, live, I would, or, yeah. Like I have this like beach lifestyle. Uh-huh. Is what it. And so, what Here, is it? Here's give my me, thought. Give it you, to you me. You want my rant? We, no, I we, want it. We're trying to keep episode. Uh, I know. Fairly. This got to be a short rant. Quick today, so I'll, I'll do a quick rant, but. Um, I don't think you should have it anyway, even if you live down there. I don't. Do I need to brand myself as a salt life? We all have to. I mean, if I live on the beach, can I just live on the beach? Do I have to let everyone know that I'm all about the salt life? Can you? You do you need to wear a shirt that says Borough Built? Well, you weren't built in the borough. What is that? Well, it's like a. It's Borough Built is actually a gym uh, nutrient bar or something like that they, they have like protein powder and all that kind of stuff okay but like i just i wonder like should we i just use that as an example of should you brand yourself that you're from you know murfreesboro or you know i i don't know i'm not much of a brand me type either. person anyway which is maybe Get it out maybe why you know meeple town we probably could be doing things a lot yeah. better because of that but the truth is i actually went around to cars and started ripping the stickers off it was driving me oh so my crazy. goodness I here's did. here's what i think can we let's Let's let people know that we're all about the pod life, like Ooh. not pod people, but like podcasting, mm. pod 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 life, right? Pod life. Can I, we get bumper stickers that say pod life? Yeah, we could start something with that. There we probably need already people is. To know instead of instead of letting people know about Meeple Town, let's let them know. Hey, we're podcasters, and we want you to know that we're about the pod life. You, you know, the problem is, is that they're gonna, you're going to do the pods that you can live in. <clears throat> so, like, oh, that's yeah. what people are going to say. What about the board life? Board life. <laughs> uh, that's the same as salt life to me. Oh, oh, oh hey, what's going on? <laughs> my 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 thing is is I think that you need to at least own a house on the beach or you know go down for several times a year to be able to have that sticker. Five. Mm, depends on how long you're there. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four weeks minimum. Four weeks. Four minimum. weeks a year. 
And and, and, and and I'm saying that as in I'm being very generous, saying like once a quarter, you're down at the beach. That's what you vacation. That's what you like to do. So I'm trying to live the salt. I'm trying to live the salt life. You have to. But you're not, though. I don't even know what that really means. Like, yeah, I, don't I, know I get it. Like you have to be in the water. Like you have to be in the salt to be about the salt life. Right. Do you know that two peanuts were walking down the road and one was assaulted? Nah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, old school. Kicking it old school. Hey, uh, we've been gone for a long time. We have been. That's why. So if you're new to the podcast, yeah. we were gone for several weeks because of vacationing. We do talk about board games. We're going to dive into some awesome ones or terrible ones. What do you think? I think some good ones. We've been playing we'll a lot. We'll see what happens. We probably pick some that aren't the best, but who knows? Do you want to do the poll thing that I was going to do real quick? Yeah, let's, let's do we're that. We're going to do this fairly quickly again so that we can get into the... Get into the board game talk, but speaking of vacations, now I totally dropped the ball on doing the poll this time, so we're going to do once again one of those, what Dean likes better than the poll, I think, a top 10, that he has to guess, he gets three strikes and he's out. All right, let's do this. What are the 10 most visited cities in the world? Mm -hmm. I think that you know every city listed here. There might be one that you don't, and I'm going to be generous Maybe there's two actually. There's there's two that you may not know what it is, and I will I, if you get the country, I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. I'm also gonna give you. No, I'm gonna wait and give you that hint later. I'm gonna give you a board game related hint if you're after two strikes. Okay. Orlando. <clears throat> How many Strike are one. in the U.S.? I can't tell you that. How can I tell you that? In my it's mind, gonna narrow it down. I feel like I looked at this list and I thought Orlando was like the number one in the U.S. Really? Yeah. In the U.S. Maybe. So they're not any in the U.S. Then is what you're saying? Mm, there's one, and it's not Orlando. Yeah. I question this list, sir. So this list was came out from Mastercard. So Mastercard actually looked at booked nights with the Mastercard with people's credit cards. So I would say it's fairly accurate. Ah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go. London, maybe. Yes. Okay. London is number three. Nineteen okay. million visitors. Let's go. Paris. Number two. Okay. You're let's on a roll keep, now, let's just baby. Keep working our way. Nineteen point one. Paris, London was nineteen point oh nine. Okay. Can't get closer than that. That's a razor's edge. Let's say I'm. Should I? I might as well just stay in Italy. Uh, Italy. Might as well stay in Europe. I've got Italy on the mind. Okay. Um. Now I'm I was try I was doing that to kind of read your face and you gave me no indication. Mm-mm. I'm not going to. Uh I will go to Italy, maybe. Let's say Rome. Nope. Okay, so list. you have two strikes. Um give me some hints. I'm gonna give you a hint that see one. I don't think that's one, two. Someone this is three, four. Five. There's at least five very popular board games around these cities, and you got two of them. So you got Paris and then London. Um, I mean, I guess maybe London's not a very popular game. No, it's a popular game. It's popular. So there's yeah. three more cities that are absolutely. Let me make sure I got that right. Yep, that are popular board games, and there's probably some that. But yeah, Amsterdam. That's strike three. What <laughs> game are you talking about? It hasn't I've been even wanting come out to yet. try the Ticket to Ride Amsterdam one. Oh, the Ticket to Ride. You should have known that I wouldn't even have Bruges. thought of Ticket to Ride. Bruges. 
No. Okay. So you're so you're you got three right. You stink at these lists. You're terrible at these. New York. Okay. Number not ten is the one that I would have given you. Uh, Antalya turkey. I would have given you a turkey if you would. Okay. You would have given it to me if I made that noise. I did that. <clears throat> I was doing that when I was playing wee bowling with my son. Okay. And he. He's my 14-year-old. He could not stop smiling, and he <laughs> thought it was like the best sound ever. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's okay. Not bad. Number nine, king of? Tokyo. Tokyo. Okay. Tokyo was number nine. I hadn't worked my way over to Asia yet. That, that was my next. Number eight, mm-hmm. one of the most popular, if not most popular, pick up and deliver games of all time by Rudiger Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the answer to this? <laughs> Uh, You're drawing not, a blank. It's not coming to me. It's called Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> you like, oh, yeah. You I've love been, Istanbul. I've been thinking about it a lot because Matt's had my copy for months now and I need to get it back. There you go. All right. Number seven, King of... You already said Tokyo. Yeah, but what's the other one? New York. Yep. Okay. New York City. The other one is Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, which I would have given you Malaysia if you would have gotten that, which okay. you would have never guessed. That's right. Number five, Singapore. Mm-hmm. Number four, Dubai. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. That makes sense. And then London was three. Paris was two. Number one, I was really shocked. Bangkok. Okay. Bangkok was number one by, yeah, 22.78 million. I would love to go to Bangkok. I'd love to go to a lot of those places. Yeah, me Maybe too. Maybe all of I'd them. I'd go to all of them. I, in a heartbeat. I think I've made uh, two of those. <laughs> How many you got? So I probably just New York City. Um New York and London for me, but London was a... Yeah, I haven't been to Europe. Or, yeah. London was a really quick trip, and I didn't get to see anything. It was actually just an extended layover, and I really didn't get to see anything. So I don't really count that one, but... If Meeple Town wants to come together and get and like do like a fund me for me and Dean to go on a European vacation together... I think we And can. play board games, dude, all over Europe that like match like the themes and stuff like that, we could just do some couch surfing so we can go. And we could vlog. Stop downplaying our chance to go to Europe. Me? Yeah, me and you. No, this is what I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh, we should you do said this. couch surfing. Yeah, okay. like we can go stay on Oh, oh, oh. Jay Bell's couch. My bad. Right? We can go to London, spend spend some time with him. We can go to we can go to Germany. We can hang out with Nils and and sleep on his couch maybe. I, we should try this. So okay. we should we so Meeple Town, we'll probably get no response here. If you live in Another country than the U.S. because I don't want to go to the U.S. Let's let's no let's talk about Europe. If you live in Europe, and we could sleep on your couch, and you won't kill us or do anything weird, they're not going to tell us if they're going to kill us. They were ahead of time. They're going to be like, mm, you might not, you might I, not want to. I like come. to spank bottoms, and oh, you're like, Ooh, yeah, well. that's weird. So that's like that kind of stuff is off limits. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you if you would like it just to do that. Let us know. Not the bottom spanking, Number two. Yeah. yeah. Number two, if you would like to give towards our plane tickets, let us know. And if we can come up with, you know, a couple thousand dollars for plane tickets and enough couches to surf, we will go do it and we will vlog it the entire time. That's a good call. I like that. Somebody offered if we went to the UK Games Expo. I forget who it is, but there's a listener who offered to... Kind of show us around, show us, yep. give us a little tour, tour action. But I don't remember who it was. So there we go. If we can come it up, come. So if you if you're willing to let us couch surf, let us know. If you're willing to donate, just send a message. Go. I donate a hundred bucks to this. And if we come up with enough, we will look. I'm, we'll go. We will go. We will do it, and we will play games, and we'll play games with you if you're one of the places that whatever game you pick. Ooh, 
Yeah, you might pick like that huge civilization game that takes 24 hours. Ugh. I don't think I no. want to do that. Never no. mind. I take that back. Not any game you pick. <laughs> Most games that you pick. All right. Speaking of games we pick, let's talk about games we've been playing lately. Yep. All right. Let's talk about... You want me to go first? Go I don't first. care. Go ahead. And I'm going to talk about uh, Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. This is... I would think if... Hey, Dean's mentioned Star Wars. I bet he's going to talk about Rebellion, maybe Imperial Assault, maybe Outer Rim. That's got a new expansion out. But you know what? No, none of those. I'm going to talk In about your a game. face, world. I'm going to talk about a game that you can't get. How about that? This one is Carcassonne Star Wars. You can get it. You just have to pay a lot of money. Unless you're me, who found it for really cheap because nobody else wanted it at uh, Tennessee Game Days. I got a good copy of this for... for was it this last reasonable. Tennessee Game Days? It was, yeah. I've been How much did you this, pay for it? Uh, 40 or 50. I can't remember. That's not really cheap. It's not really cheap. But, but considering what you would pay for it, I felt like that was a good deal. Okay. All right. So in this game, you ever played Carcassonne and you're like, this game needs more combat in it? <laughs> Has that uh, ever been a thought that crossed your mind? Yep. Okay. Well, if it is, this might be the game for you. You are taking on the role of a different character. You might be Boba Fett. You might be Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, or a Stormtrooper. And you're going to be placing your meeples just like in regular Carcassonne, okay? I was, can I do that the whole time? No, please don't. Dang it. Instead of building up cities, you're going to be like putting together these asteroid belts or something like that. Asteroid fields, I guess. Okay. And the biggest difference... So the game plays almost exactly the same way, except... Not exactly the same way. A lot of the same ways, except... When you get planets that come out there, you can contest for these planets. Now, the planets are, are uh, they act as cloisters, essentially. Once you surround them, you're going to get the points. But let's say, John, or, or not even just the planets. Let's say, let's say you're on a planet, though, okay? And I'm like, I really want that planet. I can place a tile next to, adjacent to that planet, and then I can throw my meeple on top of your planet, and then we're going to battle for it. All right. Okay. If it is one of your planets that matches one of your symbols, you're going to get a die plus the die for your meeple. Or if you have the extra large meeple on there, then you're going to get three die dice. Okay. If I get on there and I have one, then I'll roll one die. You're just going to take the higher number of that. I see you're cringing over there. I see you cringing. Don't love that. No. But it, it is not adding up those dice. It is just taking the higher number, which I do tend to like that because the odds of you beating me with one die when I have three... I, it's, it's, I'm cringing like I was a little, but you're right. The odds are not in your favor. Yeah. Now, uh, this game is not for everybody, obviously, because you're rolling dice and there's combat in this game and it's like, why Why do you got to take my stuff? You know, like, mm-hmm. why, why would you do that? That's not cool. But I did and now I'm, I'm beating you. But the other cool thing is you've got symbols on all of these different tiles. Not all the tiles have symbols, but they're going to have different faction symbols on there. Yeah. And you're going to score more points for those, uh, for those faction symbols that are on there. Now, it's kind of weird because it doesn't have to match your faction to get those extra points. It just kind of acts as a shield um, in that sense. It just has to mm-hmm. have a faction symbol on there. They only come into effect whenever you're, you're battling it out. I thought this would be a fun one for my family. I played this with my wife and our 10-year-old, and we liked it. I I thought it was fun. It's not, it is, I mean, it is combat-y, and you're, like, taking people's stuff, but it's, you're going there expecting it. It's a quick game. It's basically just, like, the base tiles of Carcassonne, and so, except there's more of those cloister planet tiles. Would you rather play 
sorry, something, my wallet was bothering me. Would you rather play base Carcassonne or that Star Wars Carcassonne? Hmm. Just regular base without anything else? Yep. It's close. I mean, because they're really really close. It depends on who I'm playing with. If I'm playing somebody who's not played it, but they're a Star Wars fan, I might introduce this to them. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun and worth it. It's exactly what I had hoped for in this game. I'm interested. There is an expansion for this. It's probably crazy high, so I doubt I'll ever get it. But anyway, I'm interested to see what that offers. It does have different characters. Um, this has stickers that go on the meeples, and so you have these character Star Wars character meeples, which is kind of cool. But anyway, fun game. I enjoyed it. This is one that did not, if I remember right, did not release in the U.S. I think this was just released... In Europe, I think maybe okay. I could be wrong about that. You're not interested. You're, you're um, not. I would play it. All right, that's a glowing review from John. Mm. I would play it. So, I'm gonna actually talk about three games. This picture is wrong. I'm talking about three games. I just threw this in here, okay? People, oh, do you man. know why my name was uh Johnny Hold'em? You know, you know, Texas Hold'em. It's a, it's a <clears> poker <throat> game. So, I have never really played much Texas Hold'em. I'm curious. I think that might be an interesting poll for board gamers. Like some like some of these card games, like Spades, Hold'em. I'm just curious like how many how many do people play? Some like just popular 52 card deck games. Do you ever I'm going to do a poll on that. Do you ever play popular 52 card deck games? Yes, no. That is a good poll actually. I'd just be really curious. I I'm going to ask you that question. Do you Hearts, spades. Yeah. Uh, you play Euchre because you're from the north, right? That's right. I don't play as many. That's not 50. But if you're like, hey, let's play, you know, any of those. Uh, Rummy. I'd be like, yeah, because I still you really like I still really like them. Uh, I have, but I don't remember at all how to play. My I'm parents, not a huge My parents fan. play it sometimes. Yeah. I wasn't. There's a lot of luck in cribbage. Someone's probably going to get mad at me for saying Canasta, that. Canasta, another one, right? Can't, can't stand you. Can't stand you. Costanza, mm-hmm. remember that? No, you don't remember that episode? <laughs> Is that from Seinfeld? Yes, I can't. Yeah, think. someone would call him "Can't Stand You." I've been rewatching those, but I'm I'm got other things I'm watching. Well, so. Next time you when you see that episode, you'll do a little chuckle and be okay. like, "Hey, that's what John was talking about." So I I decided on this vacation just start playing a little bit of this on the app. I actually am having a blast playing Texas Hold'em. This isn't the game you're talking about. I know. Right? I'm just saying. I'm I'm like I thought. Bah. I'm never playing poker. Bah. But like, it's actually pretty fun. What do you think? I like it. I've always liked poker. We we grew up playing poker, not Texas Hold'em, but we grew up playing all different kinds. And then when I was in college, we played quite a bit of, of Texas Hold'em. Yeah, I, I mean, you're really... Obviously, you can get lucky in that game and just be getting the cards. It's really hard to beat people that are doing that. But it's you're playing people in Texas. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to try to figure out how Dean plays the game and get in his head. And, mm, okay, yeah, he raised it. Okay, that, mm, he's been pretty honest you know what i mean there's just like there's a lot of strategy i think in it yeah you can blindly get lucky and just get like pocket aces and you're just gonna win probably anyways i blindly got unlucky while i was on the toilet earlier uh <laughs> does that have to do with poker i don't it, understand it, the it reference does. there okay. it does okay i don't want to explain the horrible situation that happened in the bathroom <laughs> oh my goodness but the odds of the flop happening like it did. Are you talking about or it was like one percent and I went all in and lost. You went all in on the flop in the bathroom. This is like that Geico commercial where they're talking about burritos. <laughs> you know, are we talking about insurance or burritos? Yes. 
Okay, so the game, the, so one of the games I'm actually going to talk about is Camel Up. I'm going to go relatively quickly here. I just talked about this last episode, but whatever, go ahead. Well, I wanted you, you want to hear my opinion on I it. I do. That's and Meeple Town might want to hear from a midweight Euro guy. You know, this is, uh, you know, a little crazy camel action going on. In Camel Up, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but you have camels going around the board and you're betting on which one's going to win and you have like crazy camels going backwards and they could pick up the camel you think is going to win and take them backwards and you're betting and this there is statistics and there is involved right like knowing that there's one color of each die that can come out each round okay well i know this is going to come out well blah 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 blah. this one's on top of this one because they can carry each other i think that's kind of cool um i had a really fun time playing camel up 7.6 it's rated 7.6 here and i'm like oh yeah and my oldest son, I told Dean yesterday, really liked it. He loved it. And he's big into, like, Quacks of Quedlinburg and stuff like that. Like So he actually has a, an okay tasting game, so he doesn't play very a ton with me. I would have bought this for my family, but the rest of them were just kind of like, mm. Yeah. Like, my wife didn't love it. My middle son sat down, and before he took his first turn, complained so much that I'd just get out of here. <laughs> Before he took his yeah, I was making him play a family game. Like, hey, we're having. You you told me to do that, right? Just family game. Yeah, I did. Just tell him. I did. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and I'm like, you are ruining this for everybody. By the time I got around to his turn, I was like, just get out of here. Yeah, go. You you don't get dinner tonight. That's right. You can't even sleep in. in I locked him in the house. I better be careful for I say something that someone thinks is true. Oh yeah, good call. Calls the child protective services on me. Uh, He just went to his room and just played games. I'm sure video games but it was cool and if you're looking for like this game is cheap too if you're looking for like a 30 something dollar like just fun hoot and holler family game that does have strategy in it yeah for sure i mean definitely you can get lucky and some stupid stuff could happen but if you don't really care because it's like laugh it up it's fun i love the chaos in this one though because that first game that i I taught my mancation group i think i probably told this whole story but Basically, what happened is you had this one, I think it was a yellow camel, which was basically still in the starting line, oh and everybody else was past the halfway point. By the end of the game, all of the camels were stacked on the very last space with the yellow one on top. I was like, this is this is the best. That is the bonus to having being behind. Like that's the kind of statistical things that you you think about. Like yeah. if you yeah. is that like you have you know the dice is going to come out and it's going to have one, two, or three on it. So you have a if you're behind, you've got a sixty six. If you're like just one space behind, you're like, well, I have a sixty six percent chance of either being on top or going in front. Mm-hmm. It, it's super. It's simple st- like statistics, but like in like is it my like my fourteen year old picks it up really easy and stuff. But it's there is some strategy. But there the problem is is he's beat me in the two or three games that we played, two games he, uh, that we played with him. Uh, he beat me both games. Because I went statistic, but also a little with my gut. Oh, yeah. You know, like, mm, yeah, yep. but I think purple's going to happen. Let's go. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> do this. It's, it's, uh, so I played a lot of downforce. I prefer Camel Up over downforce. I just picked up Long Shot the Dice Game, a used copy of that. So I'm interested to try that out and see if it's if it kind of fits in that same category but yeah that's a fun game camel up yep camel up what's your next one let me talk about a game that you have been talking about wanting to play for a while is this is a this is a david turtsky game yo yeah uh yep (laughs) this is kitchen rush not exactly what you're expecting probably but uh in this game i was expecting it because you told me about it well you were yeah in this game you are taking on the role of restaurant owners and it's it's kind of brings you through this I don't know, campaign's not the right word, but it brings you through like this. It eases you into the game 
But basically the story is you just bought this restaurant, starts off, you just have some friends coming over and then you're like, oh, okay, we got to add these things to make it better and get better and better. So it's a real-time game where, where you're placing workers and your workers are timers. And when I put my worker in this timer, it's going to take that action, but I have to wait to move it until that, you know, I have to wait till the timer's up to be able to use it next. So you're going to be going taking orders. You're going to be seating people at their tables. You're going to be going to get the ingredients. You have to cook these different ingredients on the right plates. And if you get it wrong, then you basically have to scrap the whole meal and it's, um, you're going to have to get spices. It's a really interesting and fun game there. We found this, the timer. So most of the games play, uh, over four minutes for like the regular game. We found this timer that has all this background, like kitchen noise, which is feels thematic. Where'd you get that at? It's it just somebody made it for this game specifically. Oh yeah. And it's cool because it actually, it adds to the tenseness of wanting to complete all of these orders. And really what it is, is to, to win the game, it's going to say you need to make 20 bucks. Well, you get, you get money from drink orders. Whenever people sit down on a table, they're going to buy a dollar drink. Yeah. And then you're also going to get money for different plates that you complete. But you have to get this certain amount of money. At least that's how far we are right now. I think we're like, uh, we played five times the other night, I believe. Okay. This is a really fun game, John. I like this. Now, hear me out. I would I, like to I would like to borrow this one. Yes. My wife. Yeah. Oh, my wife. Oh, Summer Pavilion. I forgot. She keeps asking me to borrow oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Go I, ahead. I need to bring that to you. Um, Yes. If you like real-time games, and I do, I'm realizing that I actually love real-time games. Project Elite. Ugh. I love uh, Pendulum. I mm. really enjoyed that one. I liked Project Elite, all right, though. Uh, I don't the hate one? them. Sorcerer City. I really like Sorcerer City. It wasn't there's, bad. There's some yeah. really fun ones out there. Yeah. And this one fits right in there with all of those. So I, But the benefit of this one is uh, those other ones are shorter, too. Especially um, Project Elite can be real short. But... This one, you play a game and, and, you know, with setup and everything, you're looking at like five five minutes, five to ten minutes of playing one game. You can reset really quickly, play another one. It's just really fun. I like it a lot. I, I, I'm excited to get more plays of this one and get everything in there. So, so far, we haven't added all of the kitchen pieces yet. Um, does it get I, pretty crazy? I bet it does. Like, right now, it's not too intense of all the stuff you have to keep up yeah. with. But we, we made it to where now you have to wash dishes. So... You start off with a bunch of dirty dishes in the sink and you have to wash those and then you can start plating things. So you have to like plan out, am I going to be the one that's seating people and take an order, you know, all of that. What is the Switch game or they have it on Uncooked or something like that? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's right. I actually really enjoy that. Does it have those kind of vibes? Or I've not heard it? it is, but I haven't played any of okay. those, so I don't know. Yeah, it's because that's kind of how it is. It's all that kind of strategy. If who's going to do this part, who's going to do that part, let's... You know, if that my kids really love that game, so that might be something I definitely need to borrow. Yeah, because it might be something they're really hype on it. Uh, yeah, are you going to be at home later? (laughs) Um, well, I can't let you borrow it right now because we're in the middle of playing through this. Oh, that's right. You just, I'm sorry. Yeah, you you just you just started playing through it. Yeah, I'm hoping that we're actually we're gonna have some people over tonight. Uh, Well, we're having family over. There's a lot of family stuff going on. We we're hoping to get that. I'm hoping to get this played tonight potentially. So we'll see. That sounds good. Kitchen Rush. All That's right. the revised edition, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. That's. Isn't there another one that's coming out or something? Did I see oh. that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you, I'm wrong. You talk, and I'm going to look this up. Maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> um, Yeah. Dean, uh, I heard you sneeze earlier. Would you like a tissue for that? <clears throat> Dean, 
do you mind if I teach you this board game? There's an expansion for this, Time for Dessert. I think I knew that, but I don't. Hmm. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. It's like we're having our own conversations with ourselves. Yeah, I'm done with you. Okay, so I I play Teach You. Uh, I in, really enjoy speaking of, again, a segue, so it's not really, anyways, 52-card um, deck like games. Hey, I don't mind playing some spades. Do you? I don't mind playing some I like stuff. Like, it's it's yeah. fine. So Teach You basically is that with four, not spades, but it's 52 cards, same as your regular deck, with four special power cards. Did you know that, Dean? I know you've wanted to play this for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily even want to call it a trick-taking game. And, I, and when I teach, when I've teach dude, teach you it, um, I hesitate to say that because it's almost more of like a card-shedding game mixed with trick-taking because there is taking tricks but when you say trick-taking for people who've played trick-taking games it like it's not the same and so here's the deal and do you know how to play this or no no i've okay. not played this so here's the thing mm -mm. if i have you have um 14 cards in your hand if i decide if i'm gonna lead let's just say i lay three of a kind down mm -hmm. okay three sevens down you if you want to play we're going left to right, like, you know, clockwise or whatever. Actually, no, the Chinese do counterclockwise, but I can't do that. So I'll go the other direction. Right. Um, but you have to play a three of a kind that's higher than my sevens if you want to play something. Or you can not play anything. Or if you have it, you might not want to play it. Why might you not want to play it? Maybe you've got a full house that you would like to lead with. Because if I don't have a full house that's higher than your full house, guess what, Dean? I can't play nothing. So... The thing, basically what happens, which is interesting in the game, a couple of things that I think is really, really interesting. Number one is whoever goes out last of the four players has to give their tricks that they won to the player who went out first. Okay. Also, if you and your partner go out before the other two partners could out, go out, straight up 200 points. Huh. It's, and you're going to 1,000. So a huge... And and so it's... it's and it, but also has these interesting dynamics, Dean, where like... If you win with the most powerful single card in the game that's worth 25 points, mm -hmm. you have to give it to the team, other team with that trick. And the thing is, is what you're going to go, well, your thoughts are, well, I need to give it to the player that's going to go out last. If I go out first and I give that to them, I'm going to get that 25 points back. So, like, there's, it's, it's fantastic. Unbelievably good. Hands down my favorite trick taking, if I want to call it that game I've Ooh. ever played. It, be, it beats Rook. It's just, it's... So fairly simple. That's what got me into Texas Hold'em was think because there's a lot of like poker style like things that you can play out there. Yeah, yeah. And it made me go, I want to play this, but it's absolutely phenomenal. You would love it. I love it. We need to play with. You Don't know, tell me what I would. Justin. Like. Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> it's great. Oh man, I've I've heard this for a long so time. So good. I've heard people say that it's their favorite trick taking game, or even I've heard people say it's their favorite game. Uh. Steph Hodge, if I remember right, really likes it. She game. loves it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has other elements like you can call Teach You. And if you call Teach You, it's like, you know, spades or whatever. Whenever you shoot the moon or whatever, you get 100 points if you go out first, an additional 100 points. If you don't, you lose 100 points. Yeah. If you, if you call Teach You when you only have eight cards, we all stop before we pass out the other six. It's called Grand Teach You. You get two hundo or lose 200. Wow. That is really, I think, risky, obviously maybe kind of like last ditch effort if you're getting whipped in the game or something like that. But like 
it's not that hard to teach. <laughs> I just bought the app. I'm buying. Oh, it. I've got the app. I'm buying it right now. Oh yeah. Oh, I should have asked you. Is it good? <laughs> is the app? Oh good? yes. Well, it, no. No. Okay. No. 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 If you want to play by yourself, it's great. I could not get it to connect with like my friend Justin. Like I could. We had. We both have it, and we couldn't get it to play together. But I can learn it on here, though. That would be a good way to learn it, right? That's how I learned it. Okay. Yeah. It's. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's. It's great. Yeah, how much is it, Dean? Just tell the... Party. Three bucks. Three bucks. If you like trick-taking games at all, go pay $3 and uh, pick the, up the app. It's just kind of... Yeah, it just it's crashes whenever it tries to connect online to things. So, hmm. But if you just want to play solo and just learn how to play it, maybe you had a bad experience. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it was just down for the couple days we were trying it. Um, it's great. So there you go. Excellent. Yeah, I want to try this. Uh, Kitchen Rush, going back to that has the expansion that apparently is not going to be released in, in the U.S. from what I'm seeing, but you can order it from from Amazon in Germany. You well, care? Let's do a review. I can... Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> update, update. I can buy it right now for thirty four ninety five on Amazon and get it tomorrow. What? Yes. Are you talking about Kitchen Rush? Yes. Oh, the game itself, not the expansion. I'm talking about the expansion. That's exactly right. Oh, do it. Do it, John. Should I? Yes. I mean, do you think that my fr- friends and I mean my kids and stuff will like it enough to to do that? Or yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. I I would I think you'll probably like this even better than Project Elite is my guess. And it's such a quick game. It's not better than Project Elite, by the way. Hear me okay. out. It's not. But but it's still really good. Okay. All right. Can I can I I got to I got to say one more thing. I know uh, that I did 3 games, but I'm about to do a fourth, but not a not a review. Okay. I replayed, and, I, and this is an apology to Meepletown. You know when you replay a game? This happened with Wingspan. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I like Wingspan. Then I played it again later, and I, it, it raised up. Enough for me to have to go back and go, man, I really should have given that like an eight and a half, you know? Right. I haven't played Wingspan in a year or two, though. It's been a minute. i got to do that again with another game. Okay. I've got to do that again with Dune Imperium. I think I gave it a seven and a half. I played it again. Dean let me borrow it. My wife and I. Now, I'm going to say there's no doubt in my mind that after reading the book, because I hadn't read it, after seeing the movie, reading the book, it definitely is going to affect the score. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going like eight and a half now. Maybe even like, maybe even with the expansion, like I want to get like a nine. I, I bought it immediately. My wife loved it. And I was like, why? She was okay with the combat and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was okay with that. Um. Yeah, and I, I, it's just it's such a great game. Like I just man, these cards work so much better than the ones for Arnak. They're so much more interesting. I wonder if uh, you think she'll like. Um, think she'll like Arnak better? Has she? Pl- I'm trying to remember. Did she play that one? I asked her, and she didn't remember. So I don't. I don't think. She did. I think uh, you and I are just no. I think I think the IP of Dune probably has her a little bit. Like I'll admit it. Like when I I don't use usually care that much about that stuff. But if I really like something, I mean it's going to add a little bit to it, and it added to the enjoyment. You know, whenever I see characters that I know who they are and stuff like that, it's like oh that's really sweet. Right. So yeah, I I I just want to take back my. I mean, seven and a half is still a good score. I I mean I said I enjoyed the game. Right. But I really enjoy it. I could even see it going up higher i i like it okay all right well i'm ready to do some reviews because i got places to be john How we got, hey we're doing nonsense. good we're all doing right. good well, all right we're doing well let's review dice realm all right dean so 
you and I both have been looking forward to Dice Realms for how long? Two years? Years. It's been a long time because it's been in the works. We both like Tom Lehman. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who that is, Race for the Galaxy, Roll for the Galaxy, My City. He's done just a lot of really solid games. Now he has a dice game. And it's not just a dice game, Dean. It's a dice game that you change the faces on. And so, I mean, excitement level midnight, pretty much, right? Threat level midnight. Yeah, like, it's just like, we're we're pretty hyped for it. Um, so in this game... And it, this, um, this may have made a list of mine. I can't remember now. I'm trying to... Read. It did. It okay. made, I think both of us. I okay. think we both had this on, like, uh, most anticipated games list. Now, let me say this before I actually go into the game. It's a decent-sized box. Not huge, huge, but decent size. It's $80, $90 for a game that plays in 15 to 30 minutes. So that'll be that's an interesting conversation point right there. I got it, and separating all the dice faces was challenging, and I still haven't even put all of them in. Because what happens is you're going to draw five tiles out of a bag, and, uh, and I've played two players, and when you draw those out, they're going to have specific dice faces for those. Uh, so every game it's going to be a little different because there are a ton of tiles in this game. Also, there are some tiles that are very fighting and combat combative. Is that a word? Combative? It is now. You like to make up <laughs> words, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but there's so many that aren't. So I say that to say, if you're someone who doesn't like you know combat or meanness, you can just there's so many tiles that don't have that. You don't ever have to play with those. On your turn, you're going to take the starting dice that are identical between me and and Dean, if we're playing two players. You're going to roll those dice, and you're also going to roll a event-type die, which could be like, it's winter, and so you need to pay grain for every single die that you have. Or it could be positive, like you get two upgrade points or whatever. And you're going to roll those dice. You can re-roll one of them, and if you also have re-roll tokens, you can re-roll them for every, you know, token you want to spend, even a token that allows you to change the dice face to whatever you want. But basically in the game, you're gaining grain, you're gaining um, money, and you're gaining upgrades. Upgrades are going to help you upgrade your die. Money is going to allow you to purchase new dice, upgrade dice, repair dice if they get damaged, just stuff like that, or buy like, you know, reroll tokens. And grain is going to basically help you during winter, and then there are ways to turn grain into victory points. Like, you might have a dice face that you get to put on your die where you roll it, and it says turn into grain for two victory points, or one victory point, or something like that. And you can turn in grain for victory points that way. Depending on the player count, there's a certain it's like uh, like Race for the Galaxy. Uh, there's a certain um, number of points in the middle. There's a certain number of grain, all that kind of stuff. And when those are gone... Or you need to get some and you can't, the game is over and it can be pretty quick. What do you think about the art and components of Dice Realms? Components? Yes. I'm trying to think of the art, honestly. I I'm looking online now to see some of the tiles. Uh I think the box is pretty cool. I, I'm I'm fine with the box. I like it. I like the art on the tiles. Uh, honestly, it took me a second. I mean, I had to look up pictures because you don't really notice the art that much in the game. That's right, correct. because you're you're. It's basically just dice. I mean, you're just rolling dice. The tile, the, yeah, like you said, the tiles have some art on them, and I've I've looked at the art in the tiles. I, th- I think the art's fine. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I love the box, Dean. Okay. Uh, the box box art. I don't know if I love the box art. So, 
I don't love the box either. I think it feels a little thin for all the stuff that's in it. I think the... Did you notice that? I think the box, yes, I did. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was kind of like, this seems like a cheaply made box for a very expensive game. Yeah, there's other ones like that. It that, is, that, it is. It's just hard, man, whenever some of these, you know... It wasn't a negative for me, I guess. It's a slight negative, but not a huge... I think um, the thing I like about the box, John, is that when you look at it, you have an idea of what the game is, right? I guess so, yeah, because it's got a die, and it looks kind of like a globe. And like the, it yeah. kind of feels like, but it's a die. Yeah. Now, there's not really any theme to this game at all. It's just it's rolling dice and, and trying to get points, essentially. It's, it really is a lot like... I'm getting into gameplay. Sorry about that, but... Yeah, so let me hold off on on some of those thoughts. But yeah, I'm I'm fine with the components. I like. I'm trying to think. So th- this is the components are like the ones for um, uh, roll a roll for the galaxy, the expansion mm-hmm. with those circle things that go into the dice. It's yep. it's like that as opposed to like the dice forge where yep. it's the square pieces that you're putting on there. Mm-hmm. Um. Probably a little bit easier to get on and off. I had no problem getting them on and mm-hmm. off. I like. I really have to say, yeah, quality of the components were very good to me. I, you know, I, there was one die that had a misprint. Remember the coin that wasn't colored in the mm-hmm. proper, you know, proper way. There were some also that you know had it was rubbed off a little bit. But I mean, there are so many dice faces. I mean, there's hundreds. Yes. So like I, I you know. I, I guess that's kind of expected. It's not, it's, it's unpleasant when you see you're like, uh, but like, I don't get too, I used to get really worked up about stuff like that. And I know yeah. some of y'all do like some of the people are listening, like are super serious about that. I'm not that serious. Yes. That's very true. About a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> how, how are you about that? I mean, just real quick sidestep. Like when you get components that like, you know, maybe one or two are a little bit, you know, deformed, there's, you know, something that's warped one way or something like that. Are you like, Ugh, or you get a meeple and the legs cut off of a meeple or do you like go, no, it depends on the game. Honestly, like I, I've had situations where I've contacted the publisher cause like one of the meeples was broken in half in one of the games I yeah. had. And I was like, mm, I really would like this, but then I've had another game. Now, Publishers was, are usually really good about, they are. Helping you out. We got a review copy one time that had a, uh, uh, a, a miniature that had a piece completely broken off and I didn't contact them about that because yeah. it was a review copy, but, and, and I wasn't going to paint them up or anything like that. But yeah, like in this one, not at all. That didn't bother me. Yeah. It's fine. I get it. Mistakes happen, all that. But, but is the game good? Let's talk about that piece. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll go first since she went first on the art and component part. Um, man, I was super hype on this Dean. Um, uh, well, uh, eight out of 10 ex- hype. That's hypeness. That's, that's the, not my right. That's the expectation yeah. you had. Like I was, yeah. And like, I was, I was like, man, I, I really like Thomas Lame and all this kind of stuff I already said. Um, I just go right out the gate and say, yeah, I'm pretty mad on this game, dude. Oh my goodness. You're, yeah. you, that's your, there's no, your I, I, you know, here's, so I'm rolling the dice and it is fun, you know, changing them out. I do like how there's a lot of different tiles. So every game can feel really different. Like there is that puzzle of, while these five tiles came out. So there's upgrades that you, that are that can be had that are already on the dice that you start with, okay? And so there's several a lot of them that are going to be the same every game, right? You can upgrade, you know, how many upgrades you're able to do. You can upgrade basically how many coins you're getting and stuff like that. But then there's, you know, the tiles that come out that are different. But 
that's different enough to change the game up and to change, in my opinion, the approach to the game, right? right. If you have a tile that comes out that helps you with you get a lot of coins, well, then I'm maybe going to upgrade that coin one, that coin standard upgrade a lot more so that I can get a lot of coins and turn them into victory points, so forth, so on. Um, but what, as I played the game, I like to feel oftentimes like I'm building something up. Yes or no for you? Like, I like to look at my tableau a strewn out and see like, wow, look, I got these cards. I have these things going on. Um, I well, do, but I don't know where you're going with this because I do feel like you're building up something in this one. But I like to see it. I okay. like to see it. So like, you know, we'll talk about Rococo. Uh, you know, when whenever you're, you know, seeing your people that you're putting in the windows and stuff, you know, and I, I don't have to have that. Okay. We're talking about Pret-a-Porter where you don't see a lot of buildup. So I'm not saying I have to have, well, you do actually, because you're building up your, okay, yeah, let me not, not go to those games. This, you're just switching out the dice faces. And in this game, that's about building realms. I think it's because the theme, Dean, I want to feel like I'm building a realm. It's like, it's dice realms. I want to feel like whenever I'm getting more grain, it's because I have granaries. And not just I have a dice face that says I get more grain. Mm -hmm. And so that, I think, is part of the reason why I don't love the game. Because I don't feel, I just am changing dice faces. All That's the whole game. Yeah. Now, I, I don't slay a great monster like in Dice Forge. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of satisfying moments. Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned this and I, I'm... We'll get there because I, I I can't not talk about Dice Forge when we talk about this game. They're sure. just way too similar in my opinion, really. I mean, like you're rolling dice and you're changing the faces to get victory points and to be the one who wins the game. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that really is the gist. Now, Dice Realms is just dice and the dice faces and getting resources, whereas Dice Forge, mm -hmm. you get cards and, you know, there's some differences there. But overall, they're really, really similar games. Now, the thing I like about Dice, dice Realms, because I like the gameplay in general. Like, I like the rolling the dice and seeing what you get and being able to re-roll and, mm -hmm. and, you know, you can manipulate that and get dice. That, like, There's some or, fun parts to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and the variability piece in Dice Realms is through the roof because yeah. there's so many different ways. You didn't, you haven't even punched some of it, right? Because it's, well, one, because you didn't know if you were going to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. But... The, there's just so much variability in how that works. And sure, when you yep. look out there at the tiles, you're like, okay, let me see how this thing plays off of this thing. And I'm going to manipulate this die. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to buy another die and just really focus on getting victory points from this one. And maybe this one kind of assisting in this one. I, I like all of that piece. Um, yep. I think that that's really interesting. So for me, I do like dice realms. I think it's, a, I think it's a fun game and the variability adds to that. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right, John. I think you're right in the the point of like, okay, like I'm getting these and I'm getting points and getting some resources sometimes, but like, where's that ah oh, moment? Like that aha yep. moment or the, like the super excitement moment. And, you know, like we talked about Camel Up, you know, yep. there's lots of those moments in that where like this one moves forward and you're not expecting it and, you know, it affects yep. everything in the game and, um, Kitchen Rush has those moments where, you know, like you, whatever comes out under the board, you know, it's just this one doesn't really have that like super exciting moment where anything happens other than like the dice roll. And I like dice roll. Don't get me wrong in that. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But it just doesn't feel that exciting, I guess. Yeah. It's like and this is not a slam. It's a it's like a dry euro dice rolling game. Mm hmm. 
like, because I like dry euros, I'm fine with that. But it's like you exchange this for this, exchange that for that. And there aren't, there are, yeah. I mean, there are some times wherever you have, you're getting powerful dice faces that you do go, yeah, got it. Like there is, that does happen. But, you know, yeah, I got it is maybe I score four points, you know, or five points, you know, or something like that. It, yeah. <laughs> I want to really like this game, but like, I mean, my wife played it with me and she had the same kind of feels like, eh, like, I, I don't know. I, I was listening to Secret Cabal. They were talking about, they did a, a review of this. And one of the things that Jamie talked about was, and I ended up agreeing. I listened to it before I had played this game. And I, it didn't, I don't think it changed my expectations because I was still really sure. excited about it. But the one thing he talked about was how quickly the game ends. Um, like you, you're yeah. building up dice and you want these really oh, cool yeah. things to trigger and happen, but they may or may not happen because, or they might only happen like once. Yep. And then the game's over because you've got like a ton of points or whatever, you know, to, to end the game. Or, you know, there's a, our first game that we played, I think it was, where we got a, I had a huge grain building mm-hmm. engine and almost ended the game just because, <laughs> but I didn't have any points, like yeah. not a single point from those tokens. And John had like three. I was like, oh, can't end the game now because if I do, John's going to win. And I was going to end the, I tried to end the game, but yes. you, you traded some of yours because you wisely uh-huh. saw, oh crap, if John rolls a few <laughs> grains then this game is over yeah 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 but that's a, but that's a way like the game's not a super long game and it's it just doesn't like it doesn't crescendo into anything it doesn't. because it ends too quickly i think yeah i don't know if i i okay part of me likes how quick the game is because the game can be 15 or 20 minutes and boom you're done but it's like this weird thing where i've got this giant box with all these dice faces 80 90 dollar like feels like it's going to be an epic feel and then it's like 20 minutes and sometimes you're right sometimes the game ends well and sometimes it's just like oh really it's over already um and there there is that tactical gameplay though like you can try to push the ending if you know you're beating the other player i think some people are going to really like that about the game yeah i really do but i also think some people are going to be like "Mm," you know I'm ready for my final thoughts. You know, okay, let me say one thing before I go into that. Well, okay, yeah, go ahead, and then I'll, I'll talk about this in my final thoughts. So can I go ahead and go so that while I, mean, I, yeah. so I don't forget this? Mind yep. I got, okay, we're good. All right, here's here's what I want. Now, I know we have uh, we have some game designers who listen to our podcast. I'm not a game designer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this idea for free, okay? <laughs> game designers, This is, you're welcome. This will make you millions. Yeah. It won't, but... Here's what I want. I want this game to have more stuff to it, okay? I like I like the gameplay. I think it's a fun game. It's just I want something more. And it's yeah. almost like I think about a Clank type of game where it's like deck building, but you're also moving across the board. Yeah. I, it would be cool to have this game add in an element of a board and having something else I going agree. on like a, like a Clank. I mean, if you had a dice building Clank game, I would eat that up, I feel like. Mm. Because... It's. I love the idea of building up dice and, and creating this thing that only I have and then using that to do something else. And yeah. that's why this game falls short for me a little bit. Not because I don't like it. I like it for what it is. I just wish that it had something more, like add a movement piece to it and you're moving around the board and then you're I would like it to have farming or killing monsters or something. I'd like it to where you could get some tiles to put into a realm. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like maybe you have the standard dice faces that give you coins and stuff, but like the ones whenever you buy, like maybe you, you build like your city or something. And I know it would make it more complicated, but 
I, th- I think that would just feel like you're doing something more, yep. and I would like it a little bit better. Now, even with Dice Forge, I, I mentioned that. I prefer Dice Forge to this game because it does add more to it. I do too. In a, plus, I like the presentation of Dice Forge better. Um, but you have the element of getting cards and those victory points on the cards that, you know, like you yep. mentioned, you know, slaying monsters or whatever that is. It's not really that thematic, but there's other elements and these cards let you do other things. So I like that. I like that a little bit better. Now, again, I like Dice Realms. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to fit in that seven category for me. So it's okay. a game that I'll play, especially because it is so quick, I guess. But it could really be elevated higher for me if it adds another element of something, like adding cards to this or adding a board that I can move around on or something. And I know that's not what this game is, but if it was, I would like it better, I think. Okay. Yes. Uh, so what did you gave it? Seven, seven. right? Okay. That's seven more, out of I, ten, I which is not bad. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it six out of ten. Uh, I'll play if in the mood, which I don't think would be super often. Um, it's fast, and I like that. I mean, I like that. I don't have to give two hours to a game that I'm just okay on, which is cool. But I got, you know, I got to take all the dice faces and put them. They, they have really great, I forgot, they do have really great trays in this game. They did a good job of having the trays to where you can um, just pull them out easily and it keeps them everything organized really, really well and Not stuff. Not better than Dice Forge, though. No, well. But you have more faces, so. You yeah, have a lot of faces on this. Yeah, anyways, yeah, it just kind of fell flat for me. It's one of my least favorite Thomas Lehman games. I think some people are going to really like this. And it's 7.6 on, um, on BGG. And so there's a lot of people that like how quick it is, uh, how you have so many different tiles, and you know how it can change every game and stuff. I think Rado actually liked it an okay amount, but I mean, I prefer a Race for the Galaxy, I prefer a Roll for the Galaxy, and I prefer um, Raise Arcana. All three of those to this game. What else? Which other? Which other? Thomas. Lehman I've been playing games New Frontiers on. Uh, I've never played that on BGA, but I'm not through it, so I don't know yet. But I've I've enjoyed it so far. Feels like feels like those other ones. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that is a seven for me. That is a six from John. Still a fun game. Yeah. Playing in the right mood for John. Let's get on to talking about Rococo and Pret-a-Porter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meepletown. Alright, we're going to be talking about games where... Fashion games, right? This Built, is, look, making clothes. You don't sound, look, this is a Meeple Town showdown. You should... Boo. You need to sound like you're more excited, boo, Dean. Boo, boo. We're talking about making clothes. Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about the newer... N- newer newer in the sense of like newer fashion, okay? Predaporte. Could be saying this wrong, but I'm going to stick with it, okay? In this game, you are putting on these fashion shows. Fashion show, fashion show at lunch. Fashion show. Like we that? could not stop saying that. Couldn't stop. It's, if you're an office fan, you lunch. know what we're talking about. But anyway, in this game, you are. it is worker placement. You're going to be placing your little workers out on the board. And a lot of those spaces are getting cards that are building up this engine. They might be giving you um, PR tokens. They might be giving you trend. They might be helping you to... Um, you know, get more styles to work with. There's lots of cool things. Mm -hmm. Getting more thread or whatever. Um, You're going to be building up your engine with these cards. And then every so often, you're going to be having these four times, I think, throughout the game. The game goes over a year. You're going to be having a fashion show. And you're going to 
for all the fashion that you have created, if it fits within a specific category, you're going to have a show for that. And then you're going to take all of these different categories that you're going to score. Mm-hmm. You're going to get points for that. You're going to be getting money for the fashion that you created. You're going to go through a whole year of that. And then at the end of the game, you're going to get money or you're going to add up all your money and all your points. And that person's going to be the winner. Yep. Okay. There we it's go. just straight up. If you have a hundred months, $150 and 30 points, then that's what it is. Yep. 180. Now, the version we're talking about is the third edition, I believe. It's the newest um, the the newest Portal game version that we're talking about. Okay. All right. Yep. Rococo Deluxe Edition is what we're going to be talking about also. I'm, yep. And then I'm just going to... We're going to throw it all out yep, there. Yeah, go for it. All right. So in this one, you are deck building. It almost feels like a worker placement in a sense, but you're not actually placing workers. You're going to be choosing three cards from your cards, and you're going to be playing them one at a time and taking the actions that you're that are available. So in your hand, you'll have three different types of cards. They can either be, uh, oh, what are they? They're either masters, which are the gold ones. You have your journeymen, which are the silver ones, or your I don't know what the other ones are. Yeah, it's not apprentice, but it's something like that. Yeah, Um, but those are the uh, like your bronze colored cards or whatever. You're going to play a card and then take an action. Now, this game, you are, again, collecting uh, silk in this one. You're collecting the resources, and then you're using those resources to build, to make dresses, to make clothes. Um, but the, uh, this also has an element of area control because as you are making these clothes, you're going to decide, am I going to sell this to mm-hmm. get a lot of money, or am I going to use this to rent it out? And if I rent it out, then somebody's going to use it at the ball, and then the more clothes that I have represented at this ball are going to give me more points at the end of the game. And there's also, you know, different ways of building up your Mm -hmm. engine through your cards, through the different, um, uh, spots that you're going to place your, your tokens on, on the board. And that's kind of the gist of that. You're going to play through several rounds of this. I can't remember how many rounds that is. Several rounds of this, whoever has the most points is going to be the winner there. There you go. Rococo originally came out in 2013. So, so that's it's been out for a little while. In board game years, that's kind of a while, isn't it? Yeah, I and think so. I was looking up Predaporte. It was 2010. So, how about that? That's right, 2010 for the original version. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the positive thing: we're actually playing with two deluxe versions of this game. Yeah, it's kind of that's it, it's a fun showdown because they both have to do with fashion. They both are 10, 12 years old, or what you know, like mm-hmm. in that kind of like, and they've both been you know kind of deluxified or redone the art. So. I had not played either one of these, and they had both been on my radar for quite some time. I've asked you at Pret-a-Porte a decent amount of times. So we just, for whatever reason, yeah. it didn't work out on Meeple Town. Been wanting to play Rococo for a long time. Um, and, I mean, especially because I like Matthias Kramer. Kramer. Um, like, I just, gosh, he does such a good job on games. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about just quickly the art and components on both of these. I was actually I like both of them, honestly. I I really oh, like both, both of them. Yeah. Really fit the style well for the you know for the genre that you're looking at. Like with with Predaporte, you have all these really bright neon colors mm-hmm. and the the art on the cards. I think is really cool. The tokens are all really done well. There's an issue with the token that marks your income on Predaporte that I think is more convoluted than it needs to be. Yeah. But overall, I'm still okay with that. And then Rococo is just, it's a sight to behold, right? With the, the lace tokens, the thread tokens. I'm trying to do like the different styles of music. Like, I feel like it's like, of course, I didn't do the right. I should have done like a waltz. You're doing Rococo. like a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. I don't know what That's that what was. I heard. Bum, 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 bum. That's definitely not right. 
but the other one, yeah. <laughs> All right. The components are great for both. I'm with you there. Yeah. Especially Rococo. The deluxe edition is especially nice. It is. But for what it is, like you can't have metal coins. Well, you could have metal coins in in Predaporte, but it makes a lot more sense to have like the credit card things that you have, the credit tokens. I think that's really cool. I just they're both really well thought out for the genre yep. that they And the get, art's so. really great on both. Yeah. Now the gameplay. This is what we're really gonna be focusing <laughs> yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at Rococo Deluxe Edition and seeing I'm gonna start off with this. It's weighted at three point oh one, where Pret-a-Porte is three point five eight. Agree? I would agree that Predaporte is the heavier game. I would probably have them weighted farther apart than that, I think, by a little bit. That's only a half a point. I'd say they're a good point difference in complexity. Mm, I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Obviously I'm wrong because no. of what BGG says, but I like how they I like how they have that half pointish, you know, spread. I wanted to say that because I think that's a good uh, maybe launching off point to Rococo to me feels like it's uh, definitely a little bit lighter weight. Um, a little bit more streamlined than you know than Predaporte, whereas Predaporte has a lot more moving parts, and I think the gameplay is more nuanced because you're not only just like putting on a fashion show with Predaporte and getting money for putting you know you get thread and you do something similar in Rococo, right? You're getting mm-hmm. silk and you're getting you know I'm sorry, you're getting um, lin- linen lace. What is it? Are you talking about the token? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lace. Yeah, and thread, and, and so you're you're getting that, those types of things on Rococo, where in with Predaporte you're just getting different color threads, um, but with Predaporte you're not only just like doing that and then getting the money during the show, but you're battling out with your you know opponents. Who's gonna have the most PR? Whoever has the most PR gets uh, victory points. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I guess I mean they are victory points, but they're also tokens that like can help you. With the card play and stuff like that, they later can give on. you money potentially. Yeah, which I'd had a good engine going with my money with that. Yeah, and so I felt as I played the game, like Rococo was, Rococo has more of a tug of war almost feel because of the, uh, the place that you're. What are you, where are you displaying it? What is that in the windows or whatever? And like you're in the battling great, in out the for yeah, yeah, you're mm-hmm. battling out for area con- majority on all these spots. And you do that some in Predaporte, but Predaporte has that feel, but also it's more nuanced because you also have all these different cards that you're trying to get into building buildings and getting new assistants and doing things like that. Right. Whereas Cro- Rococo is does have new cards, but it's played a little different. I'm going to stop so you can talk because I'm kind of... Yeah, well... Yeah, I think the biggest comparison in this is is what you've already talked about. But I I think one of the interesting pieces is I think that Predaporte adds it has a ton of cards, yes. a ton of cards, and they do some pretty different things. You know that allow you to you know get new things by just having this card or be yep. able to take these actions if you don't wouldn't normally be able to just take them. You can just take them with these cards, and you build up this engine. Now the cool thing is. Is that adds a ton of variability because of that? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're going to see these cards, but there's so many of them, it's different. So yeah. with with Rococo, you're using these same, pretty much the same cards. I mean, they are the same cards, and you're going to see them every game, but you're only going to see four each round. Whereas in Rococo, I'm sorry, with Predaporte, you're going to see twelve. Nine of the like engine yeah. building type cards, and then four of those. Uh, 
style, like the actual clothing cards yep. or whatever they're going to come out, uh, which I think is cool. But I do think both of these games have probably a lot of replayability. I would almost give the edge to Pret-a-Porte for the replayability. Oh, I mean, yeah, because there's just so many cards in the way they can come out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I do prefer the... So whenever you're playing Rococo, you're going to have three cards that you use for each round. And you're kind of... It's like a deck-building game, right? It's not... Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, you're going... It's not like you, you get to pick which one's... Uh, out of your hand that you want to play. It's, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, I guess, but instead of just like, hey, you draw three every round, you don't. You pick which three you have. Now, if there's only three left in your draw pile, then that's the card you're stuck with for yeah. that round. Um, but after and after all yours have gone to the discard pile, then you pull all your cards back into your hand, and then you can pick whatever three you want. Yeah. So you have to kind of plan, I only use these three, but I don't want to use my most powerful ones for this round. It could leave me broke with not very many good cards for the next round. And wow, what if some really good cards come out or something? I want to buy those. I think it, that's brilliant. I do too. I it's do too. absolute brilliant. And I do like in Pret-a-Porte the card play with like building an engine of buildings and assistance and different things. And I like how there's a ton of like there's I like how there's, you know, a lot of variability with the different cars that come out. But I just going to say if, it, if I'm just talking about card play at the moment, I prefer the streamlined deck building feel of Rococo to Pret-a-Porte with the card play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it is definitely more of a streamlined system because of because of all that. It almost has a feel. It's not exactly the same play, but it almost feels like a Concordia, the way the deck building works in that. And that it's you're, a little bit different, yeah. It's, yeah, it is different. But I like the fact that, like you, you just said, you have to decide, mm, I don't want to use all my good cards right now because then next round's really going to stink. And if I want to be able to add new cards... I may I need to make sure that I have gold yeah. cards in my hand because that's the only way that I can recruit new cards in my hand. Mm-hmm. I like that element of how the different levels of cards allow you to do different actions, yep. but you're not really ever stuck doing anything. Like you're you're going to be able to do something on every turn. Sure. In, in good things, yeah, you can get thread turn. or I mean yeah. silk or whatever on every turn. Yeah. You can. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's, man, what I like about it is I told Dean like sometimes because I've played you know so many like kind of dryish Euro games where you're trading in this for this. And, and you have a little bit of element in that in both of these games. But both of them have more. Yeah. And it's not just I'm getting, you know, the pink and the blue silk to get this, you know, to make this dress or whatever. But on top of that, you have that battle battle royale, like that, <laughs> that battle it out for the window spot. And the cool thing is, is like when you're putting them in the windows and you're scoring points, you're putting them in the windows, but whoever has the most in each window section is going to score points. Whoever has the second most, if you're playing more than two players, is going to score the second most points. You know, that kind of El Grande, you know, like area majority you're battling for those mixed with the 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 cool like all right i gotta get this thread and that and then i'm gonna make that work out mixed with deck building it has so many elements that i like in a board game in a weight that's around three that i can teach to a lot of people i think rococo is freaking phenomenal so what's the better one for you then i I think i know well (laughs) no here's the thing Pret-a-Porte is really darn good yeah I, I, it's, it's a little thinkier. It's going to be way harder to teach, you know, but after you grab hold of it and it's not like super, I mean, we had no problem picking it up. Yeah. It's not a super complex. No, but, but if I'm playing with someone who doesn't like heavier games, I think you're going to have to play it with someone who likes heavier games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
but the way the cards worked in that and the way that it you have those nuances of I'm also trying to get the most quality assurance. I'm also trying to get the most, um, you know, PR. But, oh, man, this round I can only you can only show one type of garment. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get the right people. And like like there were m- more times in Pret-a-Porte that I went, that was dumb. I should have done something different yes. than in Rococo. Uh-huh. I had my mind wrapped around it a little bit easier. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't. So Pret-a-Porte was darn good. Yeah. I, if I'm going to rate these two in a showdown, I'm going to put Pret-a-Porte about an eight and a half in Rococo and nine or nine and a half. I haven't played yeah. them enough to say like I'm going to give that an official rating, but both extremely good games. Mm-hmm. Rococo top fifty good. Pret-a-Porte could be a top fifty for you too. Could yeah. could I would say it would be more borderline probably. Yeah. But I mean Rococo, the more I play it, I mean I can see that top twenty good or top yeah. ten good. Like I I just love that game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'm not with saying you. it's top ten, but I'm just saying like it could. It's I get those feels as I play. Like I have to get that game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yep, it's gonna take time to for me to really kind of figure this out too. I feel really close to you. I don't know if my scores would align exactly with yours, but um, but I, I'm gonna give the edge to Rococo. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's weird sometimes when you do these showdowns where it's not exactly the same. You know, we're looking at theme mostly as yeah. the comparison here. Yeah, there's some other things that are that's true. But but the biggest thing it would be the theme, and and you know, I mean, you're gathering resources and you're making clothes. That's that's yeah. you know the the biggest thing. But the way they do it is is very different. So it's hard to really truly show these down. But I'm with you. I think I think Rococo is an excellent game. Pride Porte. I thought that I might like it. I liked it significantly more than I thought that I would, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I was really yeah, impressed Yeah, I think so, game. because I think that you were... Because I brought up several times, I think you've been like, yeah, I'd like to play it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to get more plays of these, and I, I'm really glad we decided to finally show these down. We've been playing a ton of good games lately. Oh, my gosh. And, and these are... Way up there. I mean, they they just are. Rococo again, like you. I think it will probably be a top fifty or a yeah. bubble for me. If not in the top fifty, it'll be close. Predaporte would be a top hundred game. I'm pretty sure. I I just think it's a lot of fun too. So anyway, you know that's the thing, Dean. And I and I think that uh, we we were talking to ourselves like we were playing so many good games. And here's what's happened. We our YouTube channel is not happening right now at the moment. Not that we we probably will, we're gonna try to post some stuff. We just have been so busy, we haven't been able to. Yeah. And so what's happening is, is we're not requesting games from publishers. Yes. We're just not. And so we're not getting, we're not, because it's so easy to go, mm, I get that for free. If I, and then, of course, you never realize, never you, don't, you don't think about it. You're like, well, it's going to take me 15 hours to make a video on this $30 game. Why am I, I should just go stupid buy the game. Right. Um, but because of that, it's allowing us to, we're buying the games that we want. Yep. Right. Like we both have and, and thank you for those who have been supporting us on Patreon still on Patreon still because what that's allowed us to do is to go by Gutenberg that's on its way and by Messina, which yep. is on its way. And and so but so yeah, so Patreon would be helpful now because we're not we're not requesting games really because we don't know when we can get them out. Yep. And so we don't want to be like that to publishers. So anyway, but it but that's made us I think I think we're putting out better content now because we're putting out games that we would rather play. That's my opinion. Maybe not. I think we're enjoying more stuff now for sure. That's uh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, and we don't feel any stress of getting that done. But anyway, yep. this is that that's the show down there but also a little bit extra of kind of where we're at on the on the show. We we do want to do more on YouTube. It's just We absolutely do. Just can't happen right now, but right now we want to make sure that hey, every 2 weeks unless we're on vacation, 
we're going to get our podcast out and that'll be our focus. And, and maybe even more this summer, you know, normally we do our top 50. That's going to yeah. be coming up soon. And, and really, we usually put those out every week. So probably coming up, we're going to have some episodes that are coming out every week for a while while we do the top 50. So. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's we're also t- tossing around the idea of doing some different style things with board games because, to be frank, there's tons of reviewers out there. And so we're just, you know. Yep. One, one to, I don't know. We, we may do some things where we're giving each other money and going to a store and trying to see which games we would pick and you know different different fun things like that. So might be playing games on a slip and slide or something like that. You, you never, never know. know. Probably not. We All may right. be playing games in Europe. <laughs> but if you do want to get in touch with us and see what's going on, how can they do that, John? Yeah, you could. Okay. We would love for you know. to rate our um, podcast. That would be super helpful. Um, tell people about the podcast. Yeah, we've we've been increasing in numbers lately. I've no, I just noticed. I haven't checked in like six months, but we've actually done pretty well. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you all so much. Like, really, thank you. Um, rate us. Uh, go to at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to MeepletownGames.com if you just want to check out all of our stuff. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Oh, if you want to do Patreon, Patreon.com slash Meepletown. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. So, John, the other day, uh, you know, we get back from vacation. We had been both doing clothes, got it all, you know, got everything put together, you know, man and I were doing the laundry and got it all folded up and everything, mm-hmm. got it all ironed and getting ready to go. And man is walking through the house and with the basket and like trips and it just like falls out everywhere. And I just, I just watched it all unfold. 